Coit or um, Congress. <laughs> Not Congress, Embrace. No. And there are a series or collection of men outside waiting oh outside the door. Okay, and then maybe I think when the uh, Embrace is about to reach its natural end, the, the chaps outside come in and uh, maybe join in or. Um, provides. That was your weekend. That's <laughs> <laughs> very good. That's filth. That's filth. Mm. Well, that's not my fault. It's all Um Right, okay. Hi, welcome back to Sparrow Talk Presents. This is episode four of series two, and we're going to be looking at the 1997 television series, 1997 television series from 1997 television series, Crime Traveller. Um, say hello, Tom. Hello, Tom. Oh, lovely. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's funny. And uh, Graham, you can also say hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I might, I might just rotate your your microphone so that you've got fun address there. All oh, right. Sorry. I think the the, the pattern goes that way. This is Radio Gold. Um, <laughs> so Graham, maybe now you can tell us a little bit about yeah, 1997 no, television series. Crime Traveller well, from 1997. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, Crime Traveller. It is a. I'm not going to say the year. It's written down here. But I think we've established that uh, a science fiction detective television series based on the premise of using time travel for the purpose of solving crime. Mm. Uh, an interesting concept. I think we'll all agree. It was created by Anthony Horowitz, mm-hmm. whose name you may or may not have seen on various credits, including Poirot. Um, other shows which I haven't bothered researching. It got regularly 8 million viewers back in the day, back in 1997. Uh, Not enough for um, a stay of execution, though. It lasted one series for personnel. I think it's nothing exciting or Mm. um, controversial. I think people just changed places at the top of the Beeb, the Big British Castle, and um, uh, Crime Traveller was uh, thrown overboard. Uh, I happen to know that it went out on Saturday nights. Oh. It went out after... National saw, Lottery? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I actually looked at the Radio Times edition for this show, which was... Wow. Oh, oh, trip down well line, much like uh, Crime Channel. Uh, it went out after the New Adventures of Superman. Oh, really? Or yeah. Lois and Clark, as it's known stateside. Is that right? Yeah, they also changed, changed name, didn't it, later on? Because it started off New Adventures of Superman and then changed to Lois and Clark. The New, new Adventures of Did Superman, it? yeah. What, in, when it was broadcast? Even in, in the UK, I think, UK? yeah. I don't want to dwell on this, but why? I think it's just because it became a little bit more Lois and Clark. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, it was called Lois and Clark from day one in America, but I think the concern was um, British audiences wouldn't realise we're talking about Lois Lane and right. Clark Kent. Okay. It's like Smallville, another yeah. Superman-based um, show. Yeah was always subtitled Superman the early years. Over here? Yeah, yeah over here. Just, he just to really, yeah, really probably. like hammer it home. Ah. Well, there you go. Uh, and also after Noel's house party, on the uh, episode which uh, preceded Crime Traveller, uh, the Spice Girls were the guests on the show. This is really, yeah, a distilled yeah, snapshot. It captures of, the of, moment, uh, doesn't it? Yeah. I feel like I'm back in 1990. What year? Seven. Seven. Yeah, well done. 1997. Channel 5 had just launched. Mm. By the Spice Girls. Girls. Yes. Damn right. Uh, and it has a Lindhurst number of one. Oh, uh, go on. 
Anthony Horowitz, who created this show, also created Murder in Mind, which Lindhurst starred in. Wow, well, oh, that's right. Thank you. Thank you. above and beyond for this one. Right, can you, I just interject have. with some more um, facts about Anthony Horowitz? Yes, I think now's the time. Um, he has also uh, written a number of young adult novels. He wrote the Stormbreaker series, which right. you may or not, not may or may not have seen. And in 2015, he wrote a James Bond novel entitled Trigger Mortis. Love it. Mm, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's good what? to ignore key for times like this. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's not bad. Well, uh, I've got a fact about Anthony Hobbits as well. Uh, his website is www.anthonyhobbits.com. <laughs> Must have got in there early. Um, pun titles is very apposite for today's... Uh, Show as the quiz will reveal later. Oh, yeah. So, um, oh, you've got it. Yeah, he's on the. He's, he's he seems to have aged quite well. Do you know? I think he seemed to be in his sixties. But he is. He's sixty-one. Well, there you go. Doesn't look it, does Doesn't he? Look it. Sorry, sixty-two. Sixty-two. Born in Stanmore, of course. Of course, he's got that look. He doesn't have AnthonyHorowitz.co.uk. Ah. Uh. So maybe a kind benefactor could buy that and set up a redirect for Anthony Horowitz. <laughs> Perhaps. Um. Tom, Great. I'm sure you've got something to say about the episodes and how they unravel. Of course, yes. Yeah. So leave us in suspense any further. I, I, I won't. Um, so we watched um, the first two episodes of well, the only season of Crime Traveler. Yeah. They were titled, respectively, Jeff Slade and the Loop of Infinity, which is a great title. Mm-hmm. And the second episode was A Death in the Family. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we start with episode one... And indeed, with the eponymous Jeff Slade. Yes. Who is this guy? Tell us more. Well, Jeff Slade is a maverick detective who doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> he really is, as well. <laughs> so, um, the opening... Sorry, that was my foot. That's fine. The opening sequence is him disobeying a direct order from his chief, Grisham. Played by... Sue Johnston. Correct. And uh, decides to pursue um, a suspected murderer, um, even though yeah, he's given strict orders not to... And he go. This pursuit is oh, it's pandemonium. Yeah, edge of your seat stuff, isn't it? It really is. He um he steals a motorbike yep. to chase down Silverman. Um, so straight away we know he's he's a rogue. It's not that much of a rogue because he puts the helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that as well. Very reckless, but at least he wears the helmet. Yeah, it's not and it's not even a cool helmet. It hasn't got no. flames painted on the side of it or anything. Should we say who Jeff Slade's played by so people can? Oh, of course, um, Michael French. Absolutely, Michael French. Yeah, and he wears um, quite a long tan suede jacket mm-hmm. with a turquoise shirt. And an Egyptian blue trouser. I was particularly oh. looking forward, when I was watching it, what Tom's description <laughs> of his outfit would be. Um, I felt this opening sequence was very similar to the pre-title sequence of The World Is Not Enough. Oh, I'm not that familiar with The World Is Not Enough. Boat chase. <laughs> wow, really? There's an explosion, MI6, Bond, speedboat, ejects from MI6 <laughs> building, chases a bad bastard along the Thames. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't wear a helmet, obviously. But no. a lot like Slade, just finds the nearest... Mo- well, it's a motorbike in this mm. case. And then goes after the guy. Down steps, through cafes. Like, nobody's business. Yeah. Aren't they handcuffed? In one- he and the other agent are handcuffed together on a motorbike. No, that's tomorrow never dies. Tomorrow never dies, yeah. Stop getting Bond wrong. It's <laughs> also after the title sequence. But, let, you know, let's not... On the subject of Bond, um, mm. there's a bit where... Well, the, 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 the chase culminates in um, Silverman, this suspected murderer, driving off the top of a multi-storey car park mm. and pl- plummeting mm. into a river. Yeah. Yes. Or canal. 
Um, and at that point, they, Slade watches this happen. The other police officers gather around, and there's a there's a beat, and it feels like Slade's going to make a terrible pun. <laughs> and he just says he got away. That's it. Yeah. And I feel like that was a real missed opportunity there. I I've got he, here a bit Bondesque. Bit you're Bondesque. Right, yeah, but with a crap script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he is a bit callous about it, though, isn't he? Yeah. Especially when he's writing up his report later. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tom. I think this was shot in Reading. Hundred uh, percent. Ah. No, it was shot in Reading. Keith. Yes. It's signed for Reading. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Did see this? Disappointing. I recognised the interior of the station. Yes, did I? So is it? Is it? Um, it shot in Reading. Is it set in Reading or is it set? In I don't London? know because other scenes are shot, shot yeah. and set in London. So like Holly's I, Home, for example, looks very yes. That's right. And there are London street signs. And mm. Maybe it's set in London, but they couldn't afford it. There weren't the uh, right locations. I'm not sure. It's a point of confusion for me. Interesting. Um, so, Doctor Who. Um, Didn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it was reboot, and um, you know they did a lot of the filming in Cardiff. Yes. Um, but substituted Cardiff for London in a lot of scenes. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and one thing they used to do was um, uh, because a lot of viewers subconsciously associate run- London with the colour red. What they do is they'd sneak red elements into the sets, so like a red post box or something, just to sort of make. The viewers think they were watching a scene set on a London street. It's clever, isn't it? Crafty buggers and yeah. So yeah. next time you watch um, <laughs> Crime Traveller, <laughs> which you you both almost certainly will, keep an eye out for anything red. So anyway, um, this back in uh, police headquarters, we meet mm-hmm. the second principal character, mm. Holly Turner, whose title is science officer. Sci- science officer, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, played by Chloe, Chloe Annette, Annette, thank you, who was also in Red Dwarf. Yes. Mm. Where well, there's also a character called Holly, isn't there? That's Who's the hologram, her. yeah. Mm. Not her name, is it? But whatever. Um, uh, so Holly Turner's obviously quite sweet on Slade, because basically the chief, Grisham, is threatening Slade with dismissal. It feels like she doesn't want this, yeah. Holly doesn't want this to happen. So Slade suggests things would be different if only he could... Turn back the clock. Uh-huh. I'm doing air quotes. He's setting the scene. Yeah. Really is, and confront Silverman earlier. Yeah. So Holly goes back to her flat, where she's been building a time machine. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Or has her dad? I think her dad started work. Yeah. Right? Okay. Right. Yeah. So she's completely. Oh, she's been, um, no. No. Because we find out later that her dad successfully time travelled. Oh yeah, of course. Oh uh, yeah. Well, let's get to the fate mm. of her father. But yeah, it's her flat, and uh, she's got this like yeah time machine. I quite like the detail how closing the window shutter completes the circuit and makes the. Did you notice? Yeah, that? So, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. even cable running to yeah. the lock. That's very, yeah. very nice. Um, so she goes back in time. She's done it. She goes back to time and she finds Silverman um, checking a bag into the left luggage. Mm-hmm. She uh, manages to retrieve that bag. Which contains a comedically oversized knife. I thought. I don't know if you. <laughs> it really looked like it was a, big. It yeah. was a big old knife. Um, that knife features. That knife features traces of blood of the victims, and they're able to identify Silverman as the murderer. Yeah. Of the Mansion House murders. That's it. They mentioned that at the start. So it is. It is supposed to be set in London. Maybe he's trying to. No, he's not trying to escape. I don't know why. he's yeah. really. Who knows? Mm. Um, so Holly slaves. Slaves saves Slade's bacon. Yeah, it's quite hard to say. Mm. Um, and she tries to like just you know brush it aside. Oh, I had an inkling or something, but I think Slade suspects there's something more to this than it. Yeah. 
He also sees her at the station, doesn't he? In the opening, he does. Yeah. So he's uh, already curious. Yeah. So they go for a coffee, and she tells Slade everything. Early Costa as well. I didn't even know Costa existed in the nineties. No, they go to a place called Giovanni's, don't they? Oh no, he's still at Costa uh, at Reading Station, isn't yeah. he? Correct. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Is this a good time to pause and talk about the rules of time travel as posited in um, Crime Traveller? Yeah, I think you make a nice um, contrast to Goodnight Sweetheart, where there seem to be none. <laughs> no rules whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so I've got the rules of time on the Wikipedia entry for Crime yeah. Traveller. I've got the, the it outlines the rules I've of time seen travel. A, a spike in activity in the last week. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it looks like there's a few. So you can't travel into the future. Um, you idiot. Yeah. She's very dismissive. She is, isn't she? Yeah. questions. It's unfair, yeah. really. What's he know about time travel? I know. I know. He died and made her the expert. Well, yeah. her dad, clearly. <laughs> well, didn't well, um, did yeah. um, So the time machine tra- sends the traveller back in time by a random interval. Usually this is about a day, but it may be as little as a few minutes or as much as a week. So it's kind of unpredictable. Yeah, it's not perfect. No. Um, you're not allowed to cheat. Um you can't use time travel as a way to profit or, you know, win bets or so on and so forth. Um, and perhaps more, we'll go into that in more detail later. Um, however long you go back for, you must live through that time again. Yes. And yeah. not encounter your you, yourself. Yourself. So it's basically, there are two yous. Yeah. Never the twain shall meet. Yeah. Although... I'll get, I'll get to it um, yeah you can't meet yourself in the past that's the next one um, you can't change the past um, one of the results of this restriction is that it affects is that the effects of the time traveller's journey back in time are already visible before the journey is made mm. yeah yeah yes sorry strange paradoxes um, you can't exist more than twice in the same time frame I've drawn a diagram of it here, Tom. There's a there's a timeline. That's very helpful. It's got a you got a line there, and then it carries on. But no, you can loop back. You can loop back and yeah. it again, and then join up with your original self. There you yeah. go. Just talking through, but just yeah. if it's there. Yeah, um, this will be helpful for the listeners. Out there. <laughs> yeah, nice visualization mm. for the podcast. Um, so there's a few others here which I don't think we we found out in the. Two no. episodes we watched. Um, upon returning to the past, any injuries you acquired while in the past will disappear. Sorry, upon in- upon returning to the present, any injuries you requ- acquired while in the past will disappear. That did happen. We actually. That. Yeah, he has sorry. A cut forehead. He does, and you can't bring anything back from the past with you. Anything you do try to bring will vanish upon returning. I mean, that's covered. the betting. Yeah, that's yeah. We'll but cover it's that not yeah. Shortly, it's but... not vanished. It's to, but anyway, yeah, we'll get to that. So, um, Slade gets another case, basically. He hears all this yep. time travel talk and gets another case. An aviation magnate. Uh-huh. You want me to tell the actor? Yeah, Guy, Guy Lombard. Who's he played by? Terence Hardyman. Terence Hardyman. Yeah. He's the master. Playing mean again. Very mean. Yeah. Ooh, he's, a... he's got range. I think he does both quite yeah, well. He does, yeah. Um, although, when he was acting dead he was very unconvincing oh, was he? I saw mm-hmm. my nostrils <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, I was too busy checking it was him yeah so they go to this crime scene they see Terence Hardiman the deceased Lombard um, and then things start to get a bit strange because Michael Lombard who is 
um, the sun yeah. with ridiculous hair. If you noticed the hair, yeah, no, yeah, it was very nice. Very, very strange. He recognises Slade and says he's been here before. But this is the first time Slade's been to this mansion. Mm. So um, Slade convinces Holly to let them him them use the time machine basically travel back in time and see if they can solve the case because it looks like Lombard killed himself. Open a shut case to me. Hmm. But, but uh, I'm not a detective. No, no. Slade, I think Slade suspects more. Yes. Foul play. He does. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, they go back in time. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, like this, Holly says um, time will time itself will stop Slade if he tries to interfere in anything happening. Yeah. I thought that was a lot like 11.22.63, well, which thing, we spoke about in thing the again. first season. Why don't you let it die? <laughs> um... Uh, so anyway, back in the past, this is going to get very complicated for the uh... yeah the listener. We can do it, uh, get through it. They they encounter, well, they they seek out the caterers. Yeah, and they tie them up and pretend yeah. to be them, which is very unorthodox police work. <laughs> yeah, Slade's not afraid of getting his hands dirty, is he? No, no. Um, they also go and do a lot of quite unnecessary snooping around. I think in the Lombard's house. Maybe not unnecessary. Un- he's a detective. Snooping around he's is his, curious. his yeah, bread yeah, and butter, yeah. isn't it? But um, they tried to warn Lombard and then catch the killer, but to no avail, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And Lombard ends up meeting his end. But still, was it suicide? Or was it murder? Yeah, it was murder. Yeah, yeah it was murder, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's murder. Got it down there. But right. at this point, do we know it's murder? Uh, well, there's a yeah. gunshot through the window, which... Oh, yeah. And also, uh, Slade sees another individual in the room when he looks through the keyhole. Does he? Or does something move past the, the keyhole? Key yeah. yeah. A shadowy figure. Okay, yeah. so he knows there's someone killed. Okay. Um, they basically solve the case. Yeah, they, <laughs> but they, uh, they have to rush back to the time machine. They, Sorry, they, what am I missing? They um, he punches a police another police in officer. the gut. Yeah. yeah, they try to escape, but more policemen come out yeah. and seize them and uh, imprison them in the toilet. Maybe. Yeah. No, that's a, just a side room, I think. Just a side room. Just a side no, it's the bathroom, yeah. No, because Morris goes to use the bathroom. Yeah, but he uses a different bathroom. Because he can't use the bathroom, he's got I don't think they're both bathrooms, are they? It has a, we should dwell on it. has yeah. a curved door. It has what? A curved door. The door, you know, the, the, there's like a curve on the An top arch. of the door. Oh, if you want. We get technical about it. <laughs> it's not like a curved door. Yeah, it is. Or the arc. So, like what like sort of bathroom would have a curved, arced door? It was the 90s. It's a horrible house as well. Like, mm. very, very brave design choices. Yeah. <laughs> Interior design choices in that house. A lot of doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of doors. Um, so, they're... they're momentarily... Uh, yes. Held hostage. Held hostage. Uh, but they happen to have heard from Morris in the present that he... Uh, abandoned his post to use the bathroom. Yes. Slade so they just buy their time. To yeah. Go exactly. for a, uh, Jimmy Riddle. Jimmy Riddle. <laughs> I was going to say that as well. Yeah. Pay the water bill. Oh, well, that's good. So um, hark back to uh, going straight there. Um, I've thrown you a few. It's not for your the casual listeners, this podcast. Is yeah. it? No, you do Rewards. have to pay attention. Do pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which means they can make good their escape. They can make good their escape. But they have to be back at the time machine yes. for the exact moment they left. 
yes. originally. Mm. Otherwise, they'll be stuck in the eponymous infinite limp loop of time. The thing is, they don't have to be back at the exact moment, do they? Really they go be back, back before. before. But if they go back before, so does that mean that they would have counted in- I've got this as well. Right. Do they... But they don't seem to make that clear. No. It just seems you can be there around. You can't be there after, but it's no. okay to be there a bit before. Yeah. It seems to me you'd have to be there at the exact moment so that your two selves could well, merge. Usually they cut it pretty fine. Yeah. With only a couple of seconds to spare, but there's no one else there when they get no. there. No. I don't think that's by design either. They're cut, you know, cutting it fine. But yeah, you would encounter yeah. yourself going in. Yeah. And that would break the rules. Yeah. We'll give it um, past that because yeah. that would be impossible to actually orchestrate. But we find out the infinite loop of time was the fate, being stuck in, in the infinite loop of time was yeah. the fate which befell Holly's father. Yes. Who was another time traveller. He missed his, he, he missed his window, window, basically. Yeah. So they rush back and they make it back in time. Although Slade still has time to place a bet, doesn't he? Because he gets rascal. a tip earlier <laughs> yeah. in the episode from someone. Did you see there's a little, uh, I was going to say proverb, but it's not a proverb, a little quote next to the bookmaker's sign. It says, a, uh, a good pastime. But past and time. Ah, that's that's nice. Yeah. Past time. There are like lots that. of clocks. There are a lot of clocks. She Holly lives at Sundown Court. I know you're reading into this too much, uh, but you know you use the sun to read the time. Don't time. you? We did. Time. Yeah, time. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Um, when they dine together in the restaurant at the end, there's a clock projected yeah. onto the wall. No, I didn't notice that. Which is maybe a bit on the bit on the nose. Yes. Yeah, well, the show's not above it. Yeah. No. So yeah. They solve the case using the knowledge they acquired from their foray yeah. into the into the past, um, and it turns out the killer was Lombard's business partner. Oh yeah, who um, wasn't very convincing in his motives. Or anything. No, I completely forgot that he was a killer. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, but it's a good Jonathan Creek esque mystery. I've isn't got it? it's like Jonathan Creek. I've got it's like Jonathan yeah. Creek. I then looked at Radio Times again. Mm. John Creek was on immediately after this show's run finished. Isn't that funny? That is funny, yeah. Somebody would commission two near identical shows, mm. high concepts, yeah. detective series, both on Saturday nights. Jonathan Creek, obviously, um, the more successful in the eyes of the commissioners. Mm. I wonder yeah. what that had that this didn't. Bit class. I think good, um, good writing. it is better, isn't it? Yeah. Slade isn't a very likable protagonist. And yeah. indeed, Michael French isn't very good. He's not a good actor, is Michael French? <laughs> no, I know, it's that too. He's in no way convincing. He doesn't seem convinced by the show, no. and he isn't convincing at selling it either. There seems to be some strange um, dubbing at times as well. It feels like the delivery, the delivery of the line mm. and the way he speaks doesn't really match up. And I don't know if that's just primitive. It's your internet connection. Yeah, maybe it's that. <laughs> but... Um, I, I was wondering if maybe he fluffed his lines during the, and he had to go back oh, really? and like overdub or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, um, just to close out episode yeah. one, um, they're in a fancy restaurant and um, very fancy actually. And Holly's inquiring as to how Slade can afford mm. such um, expensive fare, and he says, "Well, I had a bit of a windfall from the uh, the better placed." Yeah. Um, but then, because he was. It's this whole you can't predict the future thing. Well, um, he reveals that the betting slip is indeed blank. Much to his chagrin. <laughs> yeah, much to his chagrin. Mm. Is that what he's eating? Was it? <laughs> nah. Not in the night. Humble pie, maybe. Oh, I remember making sense. Or crow? Is that when you. When you crow. When in you any event, there was that space. <laughs> I thought they had missed opportunities for time puns. 
Mm. It's, it's that level of showing yet. They, you know, they didn't ever say just in the nick of time. Oh no, he did say at the uh, end, they say, How did you solve? Grisham, I think, asks him, How did you solve the case? And he says, Yeah, it just took a little bit of time. The oh. nick of time was quite good, though, because uh, he's a police officer. Is that what you're. No, I didn't think. Okay. I didn't well, think if his name, if the character's name was Nick. That might have been Seal. Yeah. Did you notice that Slade, I forgot, what, does he have a first name? Jeff. Jeff. Or Biff. Anyway, that comes We'll put him Slade. <laughs> Carries a gun, a weapon, a sidearm, a firearm. Uh, yeah, I did yeah. notice that, yeah. British police do not carry. <laughs> they don't. Slade doesn't blame the rules. <laughs> He's bringing a gun to work. <laughs> um, so, should we move on to episode two? Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Like, good idea, Sam, do that. Um, episode two, as I said. Do you want a quick drink of water? You, you, you find you keep going, you get a motor on. That's it, Sam. Oh. I've had um, Delicious. five of these today. This is my fifth. Fifth really? bottle. Two and a half litres of water. How often are you meant to replace those filters? I believe every two months. How, well, how long does that smell? Is that unusual? Um, I don't think that is. I think, yeah, that sounds about right. That's a shame, isn't it? Maybe change it. It's a bit of a... I do change it, but it's <laughs> a smell again. It's a racket these days. It's about eight quid, that bottle, and then four quid, five quid for the, yeah. the, the filter thing. My money's beginning to smell. How long have I had this? If we want to get the sponsorship, we should probably... Uh... Yeah, I like bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so... Episode two. Episode two. Death in the family opens in a bank. Slade has replaced his turquoise shirt with a banana yellow one. Ooh. <laughs> Visual. Um, worth coming in for. Slade, app, so they're there. Holly's there to get a loan. Slade just accompanies her because... Yeah, why does... Because <laughs> she's grown up and... Well, I don't know. I've put it here. Why has Slade gone to the bank with Turner? It feels like a paper-thin set-up for a plot. Yeah. It wasn't even really set up for a plot. Slade yeah. apprehends a, ba- a potential yeah, bank yeah, robber, and he goes about it in a very odd way. He goes about it by brandishing a gun himself and holding <laughs> it to the head of the bank robber, which yeah. I would have thought would cause more panic than anything. <laughs> but there we go. Slade's all about results. He's a maverick. <laughs> um, there's been a murder. Yes. Fellas, there's been a murder. More you been. And it turns out the victim is none other than Holly's aunt, um, Aunt Mary. She's been poisoned by a glass of wine in a smart restaurant. There's no sympathy for Holly. Maybe that's just no. a tough world of police yeah. work. Well, but um, they all seem a bit peeved that they've inc- she's inconvenienced the yeah. case by being related to the murder. Because then Grisham has to get her hands dirty, doesn't she, and go investigate with Morris. She's no nonsense, Grisham. Yeah. <laughs> um, turns out Aunt Mary had left quite a substantial sum to Holly in her will. You, I ain't going to go out on a limb and say you won't know who Aunt Mary is. Oh, I'm jumping the gun here. You I know. just said Aunt Mary. Oh, no, the actor. No, I do know that is. I do know that. Okay, we'll talk about it. No, when we get to it, I'll let you do it. Um, And this um, substantial sum of money would be very helpful because Holly actually went to the bank to get a loan because she needs more money to complete work on a time machine. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Because the machine keeps breaking and we find out it's been built. There's a a piecemeal approach that's been taken to the construction of this thing and since the 1960s it's basically been built in... 1960s, is that right? That's right. Yeah, piece by piece. And every time she uses it, it costs her a month's salary. Yeah. Slate don't care. Which, you know, for a science officer. Yeah. <laughs> um, they don't get paid much. I've got here Slade's pretty manipulative. Because yes. basically they decide to go back in time to visit Aunt Mary before she dies. Yeah. I think to find out more about the circumstances around why her will was changed and... Yeah. Why she would have basically why she would have they'll go back to solve the murder. Sorry, that's a very complicated way of saying that's what they're doing. Um, Holly doesn't want to go back again, 
No. But Slade basically is like, oh, think about poor poor Aunt Mary, I think is yeah, what he says. He's very no. like... He don't care one job for Aunt Mary. He's very, like, very, like, emotional blackmail. Yeah, kind of, and he, I think he knows that she's sweet on him. Yeah. He's yeah. a bit of a... He's yeah, a dick. He's well, a bit of a bastard. Yeah. 16th of June was when I got this filter, Tom. Good, Keith's paying attention. Probably worth replacing. Yeah, you should. But... Have we skipped the bit where they go to solicitors? <laughs> we have. Why? Did you like the solicitor? Do you know who he is? No, who is yeah, he? Yeah, Jed, Jed, Jed Maxwell. Ryan Partridge. No, yeah, is that yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah. He's quite good, I thought. That's right, it's called an Ariel. Can you smell gas? <laughs> Ian Sharrock. Oh, fantastic. Um, that was a treat. Mm. That's good. Yeah. But Aunt Mary, who plays Aunt Mary, is also a treat, isn't it? Oh, boy, is it. Mary Tam is the actress's name. She played Romana 1. First Romana. Uh, in Doctor Who. She was Tom Baker's, one of Tom Baker's many companions. Mm. I think, I might be wrong, that they had a bit of a thing. Mm. Baker and Tam. In real life. Oh, IRL, yeah. <laughs> and then she left, and then Romana 2, Lala Ward, then married Tom Baker. She was in it for much longer, wasn't she, Romana 2? I don't know about much longer. She wasn't in it longer, I think. I thought um, Romana 1 only did, like, the one arc. Although back then the arcs were, like... Maybe you're right, Keith's time. Yeah. It was still, like, a... Eight, nine episodes. More than that, I think. Really? 20 episodes, yeah. Really? Because they were all standalone serials. Mm. And they were about four episodes long. I didn't think they ran that long. Keith's time is quite long. Wow, okay. You're listening to Sparrowtalk Presents Doctor (laughs) (laughs) Who. Some of the poetry ones don't run that long. I'd say poetry series. Planet of the Spiders, for example. That's six. That's about eight, I think. Yeah. But Keith's Time was built up for many different serials. Like okay. four serials, which reached okay. about four episodes long. Oh, okay. Pirate Planet. Uh, can't remember the others. But yeah. Actually, while we're talking about Doctor Who, do you think <laughs> yes, that please. I should get another black filter <laughs> or navy blue? Tardis blue. Tardis blue. Tardis, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Tardis blue. Um, yeah, go with the Tardis Is blue. It two for one because mine's already starting to smell. It. Uh, no, but I can put a couple on this one. Do you fancy a blue one? I love a blue one. Yeah, yeah. I only got the lavender one because it was cheap. Lovely stuff. Thanks, Keith. I've not long got mine, so I'm fine. Well, was enough. Yeah, thanks for asking. What's idea? Um, so Aunt Mary. Shall I get back to it, or yeah, did, was there more about Doctor Who or Bobbles that we wanted to discuss? I mean, I would, I would like to. I would like to. No, okay. Going off brief. Go, okay. go, you go. So, Aunt Mary is a bit of a socialite, and she yeah. bagged herself a toy boy. Yeah. Um, and who resents being treated like a servant? He yeah. says that to her, but she doesn't seem to mind treating him like garbage. She says, you are a servant. She does. I I was waiting for the punchline, or, you know, like that. (laughs) No, not really. It doesn't come. No, it doesn't come. She's just mean. Um, So, Slade and Holly go to the restaurant to stop the murder from happening. Um, Once again, Slade renders a poor, unsuspecting soul unconscious and pretends to be him. So, the waiter. He knocks the waiter out and dresses like you did with the caterers in the first episode. Yeah. And I've got a question here, which I'd like to... Run past you. How? Why do you think? So Aunt Aunt Holly, I've got here. Aunt Mary, I mean, doesn't recognise Slade. Yeah, why is that? Oh, he's wearing glasses. He is wearing glasses. Yeah, that'll be it. But she looks straight at him, and yeah, it's not that effective uh, disguise. But then I thought, is that a potential? Like, because obviously she's quite hoity-toity. Yeah. Is it maybe that like she just doesn't? She's unless it's someone she needs to know. She doesn't. Could be that. Yeah. 
We might be um, giving the show credit where it's not really due. But, but she, she looks straight at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and has a conversation with him. I mentioned he's wearing glasses. <laughs> and the waiter's outfit. The waiter's outfit he's, probably He's just, a waiter. Yeah. He's a very good detective. Um, but not an actor. He's undercover. Did I mention that as well? And he's wearing glasses. Yeah, he did, yeah. Mm. What year was this? Um, is it a television series or a... Television series? <laughs> yeah. uh, BBC? Yeah. Some, I can't remember, in the 80s. <laughs> Um, so Holly, meanwhile, is masquerading as a food hygiene inspector. Thank you. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I'm doing a pretty decent. She's not bad. Job. Yeah. yeah. She's no detective. She's a science officer. Yeah. Mm. But you wouldn't know it. No. Um, and they switch out the wine glass, and they also suggest Aunt Mary tries a different wine. Yeah. But yet, she still, she still gets poisoned. Yes. And dies in oh, the yeah. restaurant. She really does. Quick interception. Go for it. Inception. You're doing Inception. Um, we know Whoa. from the off. <laughs> oh, what's, what's that? What's the Inception noise. Oh, I thought you were oh. doing a foghorn or something. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a foghorn. Yeah, I don't remember that bit from the film. I did sleep through a lot of it. But... That's apt. Yeah, thank you. Um, and the IMAX as well. If we know already that there's no way of changing the past, Mm-hmm. Do they know that? And are they going to keep trying to stop crimes as well as solving them? And are they not aware that it's entirely futile? What they well, do? She, she does say in Holly. This is does say in episode one. We can't change it. Right, Holly knows. But so why is she going along with um, Slade's? I'd wage they do this in every episode yeah. because they can just stand back and watch. Yeah. It, I will say at this point, it does feel very formulaic yeah. so far. Because yeah. yet again, they go and break into a house. And it's like, a hairbrain scheme. Yeah. 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 Go snooping around. Um, that's it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. no. So that was just, I just thought it was worth phrasing. And then Slade and Holly go back to police headquarters where, and I didn't, I didn't see this coming, Holly is arrested as a potential suspect. Yeah. Mm, that's right. Um, all down to their meddling, really. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so she ends up in a cell and at risk of being stuck in the infinite time loop. Um, but Slade, he's, he's he's determined to uh, solve the case and... In four hours. Yeah. Is that all she yeah, has? He's yeah, he's up, he's up against the clock. He's determined to solve the case and get and get Holly released. So um, he does a bit of digging and it turns out Mary's late husband, Edward, mm-hmm. was an accountant who had been a bit creative... Cook the books, had he? Yeah, he had for some of the accounts. Um, specifically the accounts of three guests, um, Mar- three people Mary was having lunch with. Mm. It turns out Mary was blackmailing them all in order to get some money to bail her out, bail herself out of an unwise investment. Yes. Um, so, there's the motive. Holly um, breaks out of her cell and goes a lot, gets a lot further than I would have expected. Expect, yeah, which you know, she wanders about. She retrieves items from. Is uh, everyone in that police death. station like completely inept? inept. Yeah, well, she assaults the graduate police officer, doesn't she? Yeah, um, Nikki. Yes, she does. She uh, knees him. Well, the... I feel like he's kind of a, a proto Chris Addison. Yeah. Oh yeah. See that. Yeah. He's aged very well. The actor who plays him. I also Wikipedia. Yeah, he's aged, isn't he? Richard Dempsey. Has he been in anything else noteworthy? Did a bit of theatre. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. Doc Martin. Yeah. Here's a here's a here's a shot of Richard Dempsey. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was quite young in Crying Traveller. There we go. Yeah. I'd say he's. Wait, how old would he be now? He's 44 now. Okay, yeah. Ah, so they make it back. Basically, they break. Holly breaks out of jail. Yeah. Her and Slade um, meet up. They literally crash into they each other. They literally crash into each other um, in cars. Actually, bump into each other. Crash into each other, not the same. What are talking about? <laughs> bump into each other. Bump into each other yeah. in cars. In cars. Not bumper cars. We did movement. <laughs> Very good. Um, their stars collided. Their st- <laughs> literally. No. Literally, wow. their stars collide. Uh, they make it back in time. Literally. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Yeah, they make it back and everything's fine, but just as they make it back, um, Grisham and the police come to... Uh, Accost them. Yeah, and basically Slate says, I can explain everything. <laughs> and Grisham's like, oh, all right. And even though Holly's like, you know, they've both, like, well, Holly's struck a police officer and, you know, caused all sorts of havoc. Stolen a pool car. Stolen a car. Slade's beating up a waiter. Slade, but they, no one gets reprimanded. No. There's no, there are no consequences. No. Um, they just go back to the police headquarters and say, here's what happens. And it turns out it was Mary's toy, toy boy. boy. Yep. Yeah, whose name escapes me. Um, uh, he did it. He'd been putting something in Mary's pills. Heart yep. medication. Heart medication. Heart medication. And... Um, Turns out the thing he put in the pill was poison. Don't you think it's funny that they don't bother to um, dramatise the scenes in which the crime is committed? If you're watching John the Creek or any other yeah. crime procedural show, when the, the big reveal at the end, they dramatise, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just will tell you about it. <laughs> like, is that how police money. work? Is that how it worked? Like, they get everyone in a room <laughs> with the suspect, <laughs> like, just sort of sitting there sheepishly saying... Yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is is what, this is what happens. I think it's a short dated touche. Poirot. Oh, Poirot does that. Yeah, he gathers everyone into a room and then just explains what happens. So does Monk, actually. Now wow. that's a show. I won't watch that. I haven't seen Monk. Monk is very good. Well, just to wrap up episode two, fine. T- turns out Ollie is the uh, sole beneficiary of the will. Yeah. But she gets squat. Nothing but debts. Yeah, but she doesn't have to pay off, does she? No. But she would have got X amount, but yeah. that's just going to pay off pay oh, right, Mary, yeah. Mary's creditors. So. Yes, and of course the toy boy killed Mary because he was about to be written out of the will. That's it, sorry, I didn't explain the motive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and so I think they did share the nothing, technically, that mm. he'd be in jail anyway. There's a lot of speculation in Slay's explanation of what happened. There's no proof for No. A lot of it. No, the proof is that the toy boy is outraged and tries to escape, I think. Well, he assaults yeah. oh, Slade. He assaults Slade, yeah. And Morris, who we haven't mentioned, but he's mm. a comedy foil. Yeah. And he's already been a solo, too. He gets hurt more. Yeah. Morris, I have no time for characters like that, having had to sit through a lot of awful 80s sitcoms now. Mm. It's just a... I think we've only watched one 80s sitcom. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. whatever. The things that we've, we've yeah. watched in the course of making this. Yeah. Just uh, the bumbling idiots. Mm. Just, just, just tans my stomach. Well, so On the Buses is no longer a contender for episode five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Full of a minute. Um, I would watch On the Buses. I watched it recently. Uh, I thought it would just be 
amusing ironically mm. or because it's a bit crap it's not it's just awful <laughs> is it yeah, yeah. the on the buses movie oh, yeah. was an early hammer films production is that right they did a lot of um, comedies before they moved into the horror sphere hammer's a very horror yeah, it, name it went on to be oh right yeah no I see what you mean yeah I don't know maybe yeah, yeah. so where, where would you rank Jeff Slade in terms of detective ability if he, if he had no time travelling abilities do you think you'd be a, a middling or up to your prior rot? best middling. Hercule. He's middling, but with the um, attitude of someone who's incredibly good at their job. Mm. Well, he notices that broken glass in episode one, doesn't he? Yeah, but so did I. Yeah, but that's because the camera dwelled on it, because Slade saw it. You're riding on Slade's coattails here, Tartan's man. Who's Slade? <laughs> Slade. You're sliding on his Slade's... Sliders. Sliders, that was a um, that was a sci-fi time travel thing, wasn't it? Mm. No, yeah, I Tom. Everything about it. It was not time travel. Was it not? It was travelling the... through parallel dimensions. Yeah, interdimensional travel. Come thing. on, idiot. <laughs> All day. Sliders. Um, sliders. So you think he's middling? Oh, what do you think, man? You've got more faith in him than I. I, I think he maybe has some chops, but clearly his instinct was off with the chase and the Start of the first episode. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe he was right. This went a bit awry when the man drove into the water. I didn't see any Drink. evidence that his crime-solving acumen mm. was any cop until he started leaning heavily on time travel. Mm. That's true. But I did slightly lose focus in episode two. No, I don't believe you. <laughs> well, he did solve the mystery in episode two, and he only had... I'm not sure going back in time aided him that much. I don't know about that. Didn't you see there was someone else in the room? Did he have dinner? Grisham. I mean, I suppose he's. Yeah, how dare you? I suppose, <laughs> yeah. I suppose he did see that the, the toy boy rushed into the restaurant because he was waiting outside, but even still. Well, I'm thinking of episode one. I told you I lost focus. You really did. You really did. Episode one was Demon Headmaster. Yeah, that's episode right. Episode two was uh, Doctor Who Lady. Yeah, that's, Cy- that's a good idea. I think it's Cyanide. 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 <laughs> Cyanide. Cyanide? No, yeah. that was episode two, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Grisham alludes in episode one to the fact that um, Slade says, oh, you're going to suspend me again. So it, it it's implied that Slade's been suspended many times, which doesn't necessarily mean he's a... Well, actually, points to him being a terrible detective, yeah. doesn't it? Or at least a bad human being. Or yeah. a maverick. Or just, like, incredibly reckless. Maybe he gets results, but he's just... Well, that's why it's, uh, it's the inference that uh, yeah. it should get rid of him completely if it wasn't the fact that he's so damn good at doing yeah. work. Well, maybe it's every time they spotted that he carries an illegal firearm. <laughs> <laughs> and they suspend him. And he just gets a new gun every time. Yeah. Shall we... Close? Yeah. Favourite character, favourite lines? Yeah. My favourite line is... Uh, there was a bit towards the end of episode 2 where it looks like they're not going to get back in time they're being chased by the police uh, and then Slade says to Holly well at least things can't get any worse mm. and then a big dog a big dog mauls his trousers yeah, yeah. Egyptian does. blue trousers oh no um, just because it was such a wooden delivery mm. and so heavily signposted that something was going to happen next favourite character I liked who did I like mmm I'd always like Terence Hardyman. Mm. Lombard. Yeah. Mm. My favourite character, Keith won't like this, is Morris. Really? Yeah, I just think he's quite, it's quite, 
If it carries on with him always getting hurt and then getting hurt again, I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> he's but, your Rodney, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he is. he's the Rodney in this piece. He is the Rodney in this piece. And my favourite line is, "I'm not a police officer. I'm a quantum physicist." Yeah, that's which true. I wasn't sure if it was an intentional nod to um, Bones McCoy in Star Trek. You know, it was just, oh, yeah. oh, "Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, doctor, not a bricklayer." I think that actually was one. Does he say it? I know that God damn it, Jim, I'm not I'm a doctor, not a does he just does it change every episode? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. Mm-hmm. This is tense stuff. As Tom searches the internet. Some paper. Yeah, no, just say it. Okay. How much for the bubble filters? Yeah. Oh, three ninety nine. Oh. Yeah, but I do, sorry, my knowledge of original series Trek isn't broad enough to not tell you exactly why he says that yeah so um, did you have a favourite line your favourite line was that hmm. so I struggled to pick one particular one I think any of the lines where they talk about the rules of time were particularly hard to sit through hmm. like I cringe through every one I think maybe when Michael French Slade sorry I'm confusing real life with crime traveller again says something like we can't do that because we'll be stuck in the loop of infinity. <laughs> his delivery, is, I guess it's his attempt to be genuine or earnest, just doesn't work. Mm. My favourite character is Nicky. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Nicky's good. The little kid. Well, they grab you up. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I they quite like Holly's I housekeeper think... or whatever. Oh, Danny. Oh, Danny. I quite yeah, like yeah, Holly. I was going to say Danny. I think Holly's good. She's mm. a bit timid. But that's not necessarily the actress's fault. Which I just She's just nervous t- a bit. Timid compa- compared to Slade. Yeah, he's. You know, she's perfectly life. normal, but mm. you know, you got a big swinging dick. <laughs> like, does he? When does that come out? <laughs> That's the pendulum. <laughs> <That's the clock. laughs> you you're seeing things. <laughs> I mean, the, the best acting in it probably was when she was crying when she was locked up. I thought, oh, this mm. some acting's happening. Mm. And yeah, quickly, she was good there. Quickly finished. And then, um, where we rate it on the bird scale? Oh. Mm. I have it open. Thank you. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, for casual listeners, of which there'll be none, uh, we rate each show on a ranking system of birds. Uh, the bigger the bird, the better the show. The biggest bird... So the, bird the bird illustrates our enjoyment. That's right. Yeah. The biggest bird is a mower. Yeah, and the smallest bird... Well, actually, on here, it's the robin, but for us, it's the sparrow. It's the sparrow, mm. yeah. To make it a 10-point scale. Exactly. So, I think for me, Crime Traveller is probably a golden eagle. Golden eagle, which is pretty much bang in the middle, isn't it? Given given that you gave Slinger's Day... Glad you were making notes of these. Kakapo, which is an eight. Yeah. Yeah. So you've given this a what? A six. A six, a golden eagle. Although I still have issues with the fact the higher the number, the less I liked it. The less we like it. That's exactly why I like this game. It's <laughs> very hard to penetrate. <laughs> Do you want to go next, Graham? Yeah, I thought you were. Oh, yeah, I, I'm writing it down. So. Oh, okay, I'll go next, mm. shall I? Yeah, go on. I'll give it a five in Albatross, mm. uh, which is one better than Tom. So you liked it more than I did? Yeah, I think I like them all more than you did, actually, so far. Mm. Um, I'm going to go Flamingo. Four is... Flamingo. Okay, so... Oh, I'm in the middle. Well, stuck in the middle. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah. I think, um, I won't dwell it too much, 
it's a pretty good premise. It uh, is a good premise. Plots yeah. aren't bad, but it's let down by the performances, the scripts, and it's generally quite parochial nature. Which I know sounds like everything. I guess it is quite a lot of it. But, you know, it's done a lot of worse shows. Yeah. Well, time, I mean, time travelling shows, stories are quite ambitious, I think, given the amount of continuity you have to stick to yeah. and what mm. laws of time you're going to work to. It's, I don't know if it's really for the right of Foyle's War to tackle. Mm. The right of Foyle's War? I think so Anthony Horvitz also wrote oh, right. Foyle's War. Oh, I thought you said The Right of Foyle's War. Oh, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think the script was that bad. I just think the production and the acting mm. capability really let it down. There's a lot of exposition. People are always explaining what's going on. But I think in the hands of better actors, that would have, wouldn't yeah. have felt quite so torturous. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's probably the worst. Uh, Michael that. French is a terrible leading man. Yeah, I looked into his career. He, I think he did a bit of theatre. I saw him, saw him in Chicago. Did you? Yeah, did you What's wave? he doing in Chicago? <laughs> no, in the, the stage show. Oh, yeah, I meant, yes, did you wave? You can wave to the actors. <laughs> Hiya! <laughs> um, good singer. Okay. Yeah. Really? What does he sing? The, the, the tunes in Chicago. I don't know, I don't know any of them. Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, Mustang Sally. <laughs> that's, a, that's a man's lip. No, no, Chicago's all like... And all that jazz... You could have been, yeah. But that's sung by a, a lady performer. Oh. Um, who is? Let's not, get, let's not get into the plot of Chicago. That's for another episode. Yeah. Should we do the quiz? Yeah. There's a quiz. There's always a quiz. That's quiz. Um, okay. Laptops open. Yes. You know the drill by now. Hmm. Every. Um, I'm really talking to the casual listener this week. I'm doing the uh, hard book. Heavy lifting. The heavy lifting. Every week we do a quiz. I don't think you're doing the heavy lifting. I think I've done the heavy lifting. I'm doing the heavy lifting now. Okay. I had a bit of a break. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, which is based loosely on something to do with the show. Currently, Keith is one up against Tom. That's correct. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but Tom, there's plenty of time to claw back some dignity. What happened? Um, this week's quiz, because the title of the show is a pun, Think about oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. God, that's yeah. subtle, isn't it? Yeah, it's clever, isn't it? <laughs> it's a subtle show. Um, I've taken the liberty of thinking about some other shows with puns in the title. What I'm going to do, mm. don't interrupt, questions later, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, name an actor, indeed the lead actor, or one of the lead actors, and I want you to, to name the uh, pun. Oh, God. The title, which, the title, the show they're in, which has a pun in the title. Crystal Clear, surely. Okay. Crystal Maze. No, okay. That's one, okay. Richard O'Brien. Well, I've misunderstood. That's, that's <laughs> okay, so number one, Chris Barry. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. See the cogs whirring either side of me. Uh, Tom's gone for the British Empire. Keith won't show me his laptop. Well, there's only so much rotating I can do because of the, the cable situation. That's right. British Empire. Uh, British Empire is the pun. Very good. We're enjoying that. Uh, Ricky Gervais. Black faces, so far, listeners. Oh. Never guess. Hate it. Do you want to show? Life's too short, says Tom. Extra <laughs> Tom takes the lead. I hate yeah. that show. I hate that show. Yes. I could talk about that for a long time. I've already watched it. Um, David Jason. Mm, too smiling quick. and typing. Oh, then, okay, hold on. You got a bit long. You're a bit longer, yeah. Okay, now no, you got a bit longer. I mean, I'm just going to write down what I think he's in. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. Uh, go for it. 
touch of frosts, Tom. Open all hours. <laughs> yeah, that's a pun. <laughs> <laughs> Explain the pun. Oh, I can't. It's, yeah. it's too complicated. Two nuts, Tom, it's still retrievable. Touch of frost. Sue Johnston, and don't say crime traveller. Tom says the royal family. I can't read. Keep screaming. <laughs> Waking the dead. Keeps going up. Uh, three down. Though, this is just for pride now. She's definitely in Waking the Dead. Yeah, it's not the quiz. <laughs> Walking the dead. Is it? No, this isn't what you thought it was called. No. Well, someone did. Maybe it's you. Might have been yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, Felicity Kendall this is a twofer I'll Ooh. take either but I'll also take both for extra points Felicity uh, Kendall I don't even know who that is well I know who it is but I can't think of oh I don't maybe I do I mean I know she's in this but it's not really a pun Felicity Kendall I don't think Felicity Kendall Tom's gone for the good life Keith's gone for Rosemary and Time can I shock you you're both right Ah, uh, because oh, it was who I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. So you think oh, of cool. the good life. Their surname is the, the Goods, Mr. and Mrs. Good. Hmm. And, and their neighbours called them the Lifes. That's right. Ian Lifes. And Rosemary Time is the name of the protagonists. Is that? It's, yeah, it's a pun. It's a bad one. Mm. And they solve crimes uh, despite, or maybe because of being gardeners. Um. So Tom won that, so that's 1-1. One, one. Mm. Two episodes left this series. That's disappointing. All to play for. Bang on, we did a quiz in the... We, done we did a quiz last week. No, I think we, we did. We had done a th- we'd done three quizzes, but one was a draw. Oh, I didn't I think about a tiebreak. Yeah. And I'm yet to think of a tiebreak. Um, anyway, it won't happen again. That's it. Did I not win that first one? Because I knew so much about Happy Days spin-off. No, you didn't. I think it counted against you, actually, in the mm. end, didn't it? Rats. Yeah. Trumpet, Tom. Classic, Tom. <laughs> Cool. Um, what have we got there? Yeah, it's the good luck, Tom. Yeah, you've got a point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Good. <laughs> In Ted Life. Um, Anything else on Crime Traveller? No, I it's think. It's enough, I think, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's time for us that's, to wrap up. That's longer than the episode. Well, only one episode. <laughs> True, hmm. yeah. Uh, well, thanks for listening to Sparrow Talk Presents Crime Traveller. Every time I do that bit, I forget what the name of our podcast is. So there's a mm. short pause between. It sounds like it's for effect. Yeah, I'm doing it for effect. Doing it for effect. Um, yeah, that was episode four. Thanks. We'll be back in a week. Say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, Tom. Oh, uh, sorry, you did it up. again. Twice. Yeah, I shouldn't. I should have thought. Graham. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to. All right. Good job. Bye. <laughs>